All right, one, two, three, check. Um, this is the Effective Mindset Podcast, episode 15. Let's call it furlough episode, because this is all I'm going to talk about now. Um, so, um, earlier I paused the previous episode. I, you know, as it turned out, I had to end it because some things emerged. So this episode will be on an absolutely serious note. There is no comedy involved this time, so uh, whatever I say, I do actually mean every word. All right, so let's get to it. Um, 23rd, I think it was 23rd of March, uh, last uh, one week before the last week of March, uh, the lockdown started, all right? All the offices are now closed, uh, yada, 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 stay home, you know. Stay home, comply, um, we'll pay you. Very shortly after, very shortly after the lockdown started, uh, the furlough scheme was announced. Um, and to my understanding, it was either my employer's client or my employer who would put me on the furlough scheme. All right, uh, and I lived with that reassurance for the past five weeks or so. All right, ever since ever since that thing started. All right, four or five weeks, whatever. Um, we're at the twenty first of April today. Um, so yeah, it's been a month, right? Um, so it's been a month of me educating myself on the subject, all right? Let's be clear. I have read everything I could possibly find online regarding furlough scheme, all right? I read everything I could about it. I know all the nooks and crannies, all right? My contract with my employer was scheduled to end 31st of March. Um... Actually, not my employer, but my employer's client, to be very specific. Nothing was said about me uh, and my employer uh, terminating our relationship, our contract, whatever, right? Um, the reasons for which my contract got terminated, as in, like, got, you know, it, it was set to end 31st of March. Um, we'll get back to that in a minute, because we also have a little bit of an issue there. Um... But first things first, let's talk about the actual furlough. So, the contract with my employer's client was scheduled to end 31st of March. And that was announced at the beginning of March, alright? So that they gave me enough notice to, you know, organize myself, whatever, find a new job, whatever I need to do to get my shit together, alright? Plenty of time. Uh, I've utilized that time very effectively. Managed to secure a few placements, specifically three jobs, out of which every one of got cancelled. Obviously, because of the lockdown, uh, either cancelled or postponed till further notice. You know, it's probably not gonna happen now. End of the day. All right, things dramatically changed over the course of the past few weeks. All right. Um, third week of March, or the fourth week of March, everybody knew that nothing pretty much is going to be the same now, all right, uh, all non-essential businesses are shut, all right, so there go all of the jobs that Mikey has landed, 
right? Um, but so let's let's put that aside for a minute, and now let's focus on what the government can do for me now, right? So the uh, government officials say on Twitter, on social media, on LinkedIn, wherever you go, you get the official information like stay home, save lives. All right, we need you to stay home. We get a lockdown going on. There's a pandemic killing people. Um, well, I get, uh, I get it. All right, I I am not denying that there are people dying. Okay, they get the information. Based on your information, there are people dying from COVID nineteen or to be specific, after being diagnosed with COVID-19. But let's leave it there, because I want to focus on the financial part, uh, specifically furlough, rather than the conspiracy theories, uh, because we've got plenty of those. Right, so, so it got announced at the end of March that the furlough scheme is being introduced, uh, being implemented, that it will be available to uh, most businesses at the end of April, and the money will be in your bank accounts before the end of April, all right? Great news, all right? Well, a bit of a bad news is the fact that you're not gonna get what you earn, you are going to get 80% of your wages up to two and a half thousand pounds before tax so in other words you're going to get up to two grand a month all right that's subject to all the deductions etc but that's all good that's that's not a problem you know you'd have to pay that normally anyway so uh and, and there goes another point you know i gotta make that point because i'm gonna forget later uh that's about taxes okay where does that money go all right because as far as i can tell i've been paying taxes in this country for almost nine years all right uh but let's uh stick to furlough so we got told wait at home we'll help you out we got you um not everybody but you know we, we got most people whatever because you know obviously the story changes as the time goes but this monday this week monday yesterday great news the government website, you know, the furlough website is now on. So you are all welcome to submit your applications online, all right? And and uh, and Rishi Sunak, I hope I didn't butcher the name, all right? But um, Mr. Minister did say yesterday, did announce that in social media everywhere, so I saw it on Twitter, that the money will be in your bank accounts within six days, all right? You know, that applies to all the businesses who are eligible, which is fair play. Today, I was contacted by my employer, by someone who works there, um, and told that, unfortunately, I do not qualify. And the reason being, my contract was set to end 31st of March, and my employer was aware of it prior to the lockdown therefore i do not qualify okay uh right so now i start challenging her on it i start saying well but how about well, how about this rule that says <clears throat> that if i was employed prior to 28th of february which was then moved on to after 19th of March, okay, let's just make one thing clear, I was employed 24th of September 
2019. So way, way before. Six months, over six months before 28th of February, all right? An employer who has made employees redundant on or after 28th February 2020 can re-employ them and place them on furlough leave. That's what I said to the lady, you know, to my employer. Um, she, in response to that, said, well, I, I understand where you're coming from, you know, I understand that this is a difficult situation, but there's nothing we can do. Might as well say, you know what, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I am not willing to educate myself uh, so that I would be competent enough to help you. No, instead, I am just going to say there was nothing we can do because I'm blah, blah, blah. Because you're telling me that my contract was scheduled to end 31st of March. Okay, nowhere in all the information about furlough scheme that I was able to obtain over the past five weeks, nowhere once was there any information saying that an employee does not qualify to be furloughed because his contract was scheduled to end 31st of March 2020, okay? Just because my contract with my employer's client, not with my employer, with my employer's client was set to end 31st of March based on whatever the reasons they gave him, which, which, like I said, I will come back to it in a minute because those are uh, grounds for unfair dismissal. We'll get there. Um, right now, okay, uh, I was told, um, my employer, you know, my recruitment consultants weren't notified once of any misconduct, any misbehavior, nothing whatsoever. Stellar performance, okay? Mike is a stellar employee. I heard that a few times, all right? Exceptional results. Great work. And all of a sudden, uh, there's a flip side to that coin, okay? Um, because end of March, we get a lockdown. So obviously, the whole situation changes dramatically. Like I said, businesses are closed, all non-essential businesses. Uh, as it turns out, most of what I do was, most of what I've ever done professionally was for non-essential businesses because now I can't find any work, but okay. Um, so I'm told to stay home. I contacted my employer's client for whom I worked and I said, look, how about, uh, I understand that maybe, you know, my contract might have been expensive, etc. but how about if you can't afford to if you cannot afford to keep me on full time, how about you just put me on part time, right? Then you claim the furlough, right? Um, and just get, you know, the 80%. I can agree to even 80% on part time hours. Um, you know, at least you'd have me on a retainer. Should you ever require my services, I'm there for you, you know, if you need me. Uh, if you tell me to stay home, I'll stay home, whatever. But at least we both potentially get something out of it, okay? You have me available, like I said, should there be any work, and I get some kind of security uh, by getting any kind of income at all, right? Rather than just spending money. Um, 
And f I also said, um, please don't tell me that the decision's been made or anything like that because that decision was made under entirely different circumstances. Whatever the decision you've made at the very beginning of March that you are not going to extend my placement, um, nobody expected a lockdown then. So since then the circumstances have dramatically changed. Um, therefore, I think you should rethink your decision made at the beginning of March. Okay, um, you know, to be specifically, you know, I, I said, and I'm reading out my email, I suggested in my email that keeping me on the payroll, oh, because obviously earlier I've sent an email from my official work um, address and uh, got no response to it uh, from neither my manager, my manager's manager, their director or um, or their director, so you know, so n no response whatsoever across the board. So in my other email I said, I suggested in my email that keeping me on the payroll would benefit all parties. I would keep receiving small part of my income and you would have me available when needed. Since you're in the business of helping people, I'm sure you can recognize the value of such arrangement. Kindest regards, Mike Bersner. Right, my recruitment consultant to back me up said, at this current climate, a support and services would probably be ideal. And then she said, you know, uh, although Mike's assignment did come to an end, if you do require his support, he will be happy to engage and we can arrange this on a rolling contract. If you would like to discuss this option based on the need or pressure in the team, please do not hesitate to let me know. Okay, and the response from the manager is, Hi Mike, thank you for your email. Although we appreciate the current circumstances, as the decision was made prior to this and as per the reasons given for ceasing the contract, unfortunately we are not in a position to extend. Thank you. Kind regards. Kiss my ass. Right. Um, I've added the last part, but yeah. So, you know, I said, okay, so thanks for your response. Can you please specify the reasons for ceasing the contract? All I was told was that it won't be extended, right? And yeah, and yes, you personally also told me earlier that, you know, due to the budget, whatever, budget uh, restructurization, fair play. Um, and then I get a response from my other recruitment consultant, because I got two. Good afternoon, Mike. We have spoken to our administration team who informed us that they have received the below from the managers. Hi, I can confirm that we will not be extending the contract and it will come to an end as planned on 31st March 2020. We have spoken to the workers so they are aware. Correct. We have had a number of concerns with the worker which is why we are not extending the contract. These include... And now, wait for this because this is getting funny now. Like I said, remember? I was told budget, money, whatever. Okay, so... Communication with internal colleagues. Made inappropriate comments, opinions, whatever, uh, which led to two complaints by staff from a different team. Okay, both complaints. I was able to defend myself. I approached both the managers, both my manager and her manager uh, about this. And I asked 
in both instances. I said, hey, is this going to have any impact on the security of my placement whatsoever? And if yes, then what can I do to make sure that it doesn't affect it? In both cases, I was told, ha, don't be silly, it's all right. We're, we're not going to make a, anything out of it. And, and, and obviously, we see your point and, you know, and, and you're in the right. Okay. So we're all in the same boat. We're all on the same team. We all understand that you got my back, I got your back. All right, fair play, fine. All right, um, as it turns out, this shit can be very quickly overturned, right, um, into a uh, reason for dismissal, okay? Reason number two, punctuality issues. Although always did hours, worker was asked to be in by 10 o'clock, which unfortunately was rarely achieved. Yes, that's right. I usually came in about 10.20, 10.30, and you know why? Because... I was offered flexible hours when I signed up for the job. And that was pretty much one of the deciding factors as to why I agreed to the job in the first place. Because it definitely wasn't for money. Um, it's in public sector. We're not talking about big money here. You know, we're not talking about corporate kind of money. Um, definitely not a career uh, building money. You know, we're talking about get by, pay your bills, buy your food. And that's it, kind of money. So, um, you know, I agreed to the job because flexible hours were offered. Therefore, to later approach me and say, well, you know what, actually we would appreciate if you start coming in at 9.30. Well, I'm afraid I can't do it because I got other commitments going on. I got medical issues going on. All of those things were discussed at the beginning, so don't try and bend it now, because we've agreed to something, I am willing to do that. <clears throat> All right, and, and then I said, look, I'll, I'll commit to come into the office as early as I can, as close to 10 o'clock as I can, but I cannot guarantee you 10 a.m. Anyways, you know, later, as a, once again, that was turned around against me and uh, now has been used as a reason for dismissal. Now, third reason. Rude to line manager when asked to complete a piece of work. Okay, to be specific, for three weeks I was explaining to my manager why I am not willing to participate in this particular task. <clears throat> and my reasons were backed by six months of experience um, which, to her, was a deciding factor uh, for designating me to do the task. She said, well, you get all the knowledge I need. You get, you know, you, you get all the experience I need. If you could prepare for me uh, this uh, spreadsheet, whatever, just, you know, just, just uh, like a breakdown of uh, all the workload and um, so that we could then allocate it to three employees uh, I said, look, given the amount of work, given the workload, uh, given how it's increasing uh, as we speak, and the fact that my placement is scheduled to end soon, I do not think that realistically it's possible for three people to manage that workload. And for three weeks, I was trying to back my arguments with science, okay, with whatever evidence I could provide 
her with to show that okay you are trying to squeeze something um, between three people all right that's already enough work to bury four people all right I get it you were given instructions from above and uh, your self-esteem and your competence uh, aren't good enough for you to ever question your boss's um, instructions therefore you just comply and you just drop it on your team you know and then let them deal with it all right fair play if that's how you operate you know who am i to comment on that all i said is look since I, i i've shown you my projections okay i've shown you my version of what you want me to do realistically we're talking at the very least three and a half people's worth of work okay She then said, okay, well, I need you to now divide all the workload, all of those tasks that you have to do on a monthly basis, divide that between three people. And I said, well, wait a minute. At first, you just wanted me to put together a uh, sort of time frame of how much time, how long does each of the tasks take so that all together you would have everything listed and then you could assign to people on the team to the three people remaining on the team once I'm gone uh, who's going to be doing what <clears throat> which like I said I uh, objected you know I, I told you my I gave you my concerns you know I told you exactly why I don't think it's a realistic scenario but I said okay look fine um, have it your way so i wrote it down. I said, just so we're clear, I say three and a half, you say three people can handle it. I say this is uh, work for four people. Um, there are already four overworked people on the team. You want to get rid of one of them, uh, whoever that's going to be, um, and leave three of them to deal with all the shit. Obviously, the workload is not going to get any smaller. It's going to grow for all those people, all right? And as it later turned out, that was just a part of the task. And this is where I had an actual problem, all right? Not only I was told to list all of the tasks, how long they're going to take, but once I've done that, I was then told that I need to now assign those, or split those between three people, all right? And I said, well, wait a minute. Isn't that your job? With all due respect, that's what you said you will do once I do my part. And now all of a sudden you want me to do your job for you. Um, despite every concern that I raised about this, um, every one of them being legitimate, uh, every one of team members involved in this confirmed my concerns. And they all said the same thing, look, i think she's, uh, she's being a little bit unrealistic with all this. You know, the, the, everybody on the team said the same thing. Look, we already have enough work to do, all right? We have more than enough. Um, the backlog's not getting any smaller, all right? Um, the moment we are one team member short and all have to deal with all this workload, that's the moment when people start burning out. That's the one where people go 
on long-term leave, sick leave, etc. Because they just can't cope with it. Because they just overwork them. Alright? But hey, never mind. Um, so, I said, you know what? I gave you my concerns as to why I don't think it's realistic. And with all due respect, if you still despite those concerns, decide that I'm wrong and you're right and you still want to drop all this workload on those three poor people, then by all means, go ahead. But I am not willing to participate in your fantasy project. Right? Well, that's me being rude to line manager when asked to complete a piece of work. All right? You're asked to do something that's realistically impossible. Um... When you explain why it's impossible, then you're being told, well, I don't really care. I need it done. Uh, when I refused to do it, um, a complaint from my manager's manager is being dropped on my head. And my manager comes back to me with a fucking smirk on her face saying, well, I need it done by the end of today. Thanks. I'm like, okay, well, now I can see that my job's in danger, right, clearly, because we get a mob mentality going on here, an abuse of power, so fine, um, suck it up, get the job done, whatever, so I've done that, I just, you know, I just, I just put whatever numbers in that uh, chart, and I sent it to her, and I said, there's your breakdown, do with it whatever you want, uh, I didn't say that, I just said, here's, you know, you're welcome, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm a fucking bad employee of the year. Um, the, the, you know, the most disappointing part um, of the feedback is, it says on the bottom, on all those, on all of these occasions, this was discussed with the worker, but unfortunately, improvements have not been made. Okay, let's be very clear. Communication with internal colleagues to complaints, that's correct. Both were discussed. In both cases, you confirmed that I am in the right and that they are just being petty or silly, all right? And that I actually had good grounds to approach them in a certain manner, all right? Punctuality issues, like I said, flexible hours. I agreed to flexible hours. That's why I took the job. All of a sudden, you try and take that away from me. You know, give and take. If you, try, if you try and take away something from me, why don't you offer me something in return? Don't just take away the very, you know, one of the very few benefits of the job. What else, what's next? A pay cut? Apparently that was going to be on the table. Should I, you know, take the permanent job? Thank God I didn't. Um, third, rude to line manager when asked to complete a piece of work. So when your manager is pretty much forcing you um, to do the work and you have good reasons not to do it because you believe that it's going to be a waste of time and that it's um, going to damage uh, the team in one way or another, uh, it's going to have bad impact, then, you know, if they still force on you under a threat of, you know, of compromising your placement or whatever or your reputation because that's what it turned out to be you know my, my reputation has been kind of damaged by this whole thing uh, at least officially uh, you know the reference that I got like I said this feedback that I got is is absolutely opposite to the feedback that I got from my colleagues that I got from many many happy customers 
so end of the day, you know, if you try and play this political game with me, I am going to... <laughs> I'm going to show you what I got. And I'm not sure you're ready. But when the time's right, we'll get back to it. For now, all I can say on the podcast is, for those reasons, my employer's client is not going to extend my contract. All right, fair play, fine. Uh, even for the sake of just furlough alone, I said, you know what, you don't have to pay me anything out of your pocket. I don't need any of your money. I just need some of my own tax money back because that's pretty much what it is. Where do you think the furlough money is coming from? Where do you think all that fucking furlough money is coming from? Because as far as I can tell, it's coming from my pocket, your pocket, and everyone else's pocket, whoever pays taxes. So, you know, I've been paying taxes in this country for almost nine years, uh, quite consistently. Uh, I believe I've paid enough taxes to be able to get some kind of support from the government in desperate time like this, all right? As it turns out, um, my employer's employee who contacted me today... Um, I'm not really sure if they are fully informed on uh, the job retention scheme, also known as furlough. Uh, I'm not too sure if they understand how it works. But just to be clear, one more time, for the cheap seats, all right? Anyone who was on payroll and was not hired after 28th of February, but earlier and was on payroll on 28th of February, is eligible for furlough, all right? Because my contract was scheduled to end 31st of March, whether or not it was agreed upon at the beginning of March, before the whole lockdown, I don't think that's relevant. Whether or not that was the case, I still am eligible to be furloughed. If... Despite all that, my employer decides not to put me on a furlough scheme. Not even, not even submit my details because I think that's the case right now. Because, okay, I was contacted by my employer today. They just said, look, uh, because your contract was scheduled to end 31st of March um, and, uh, and you got paid until then, then unfortunately we won't be able to do anything. Well, the question number one, really, that I should have asked, and I'm going to ask first thing in the morning tomorrow, is have you even submitted my details over to HMRC or wherever you need to submit them? Um, and did you even get a response, or is it just you saying, you know what, uh, his contract was going to end uh, 31st of March, so uh, yeah, we're no point in even trying, you know, we're not, we're not going to bother. We're not going to buy it because he's not going to get it anyway. And we're not going to... And I'm like, well, okay. So, so, so that's exactly the question I'm going to ask tomorrow. Have you even submitted my details? Because as far as I can tell, based on the information you gave me, you just aren't even willing to try. And to me, that's idiotic, okay? And insulting. Extremely insulting. You know why? Because I've been waiting for the good news for five weeks now. 
only you know and and I was reassured all the time by 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 the you know prime minister by the all the ministers you know all, all those important people uh wearing suits on twitter um and on bbc and all that you know the furlough's coming 80% don't you worry about it we got you you know if you were employed before 28th of february and i was on 24th of september last year so way before 28th of february i was employed until the end of march so way past 28th of february right you're good you're eligible all of a sudden someone i don't know how competent calls me and says you know it turns out that we're not gonna be able to do anything and i and i went through all this shit that i just said on the podcast i went through it with her um on the phone for about 20 minutes you know explaining every single concern including the unfair dismissal concern that i have you know um yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but unfortunately, you know, as your contract was going to... I'm like, look, I don't think you understand how this works. With all due respect, I am not sure if you... And as it... Well, I do. I know everything about it that I need to know about it. Mike, there is nothing we can do. What I suggest you do is you apply for universal credit because we're not going to be able to help you. Well, okay. In other words, have you even tried? Have you even tried? Or is it just, you know what, yeah, nothing we can do. Because again, what did I say 20 minutes ago? I don't know, 25 minutes ago? About nothing we can do? Usually it means I don't know enough about this and I am not willing to learn what I need to learn about this in order to be able to help you or to do whatever I need to do about it. I don't know. The easiest way... And the easiest solution is to say, there's nothing we can do. Or, decision has been made prior to this. Alright? What does that even mean? What the fuck does that even mean? You know, I made a decision at the beginning of March that when my contract ends, I will never work for public uh, governmental institution again. And as it turns out now, uh, having worked for... Uh, the public sector for six months, helping vulnerable people, uh, helping people with disabilities, uh, doing hell of a lot of overtime for which I never got one pound. In order, you know, if you want to get the job done right, sometimes you got to put in the hours, all right? I never fucking complained for a second. Because I thought, you know what? When the shit goes down, they got, at least they got my back, you know? I, I, I work for the government, you know, in one way or another. <laughs> turns out they will let you starve to death and tell you there's nothing we can do because decision's been made and they consider themselves a local authority authority on what what do you consider yourself to be authority on if you are so incompetent and so arrogant that in times of crisis like this, when people will literally starve to death, you are telling me, I'm afraid there's nothing we can do. Why? Because of some hard feelings. What? Well, as it turns out, 
hard feelings are a deciding factor when it comes to a workplace uh, for a low-level manager um, who uh, is responsible for a team of, I don't know, 12 people? All right, so, so yeah, let's just clarify. You call yourself a professional, all right? You call yourself competent. You manage the team of more than 10 people and yet when one of them gets under your skin rather than trying to work out the problem trying to analyze it trying to figure out what went wrong and where things could have been done differently um, so that you wouldn't have to be dealing with in the first place no no instead you went bitching to your manager um, and then you know told me a few days later, yeah, well, we all good, you know, didn't talk to me for a week and a half. Week later, um, I'm told that unfortunately my contract won't be extended because of, like I said, budget, whatever, restructurization, um, fair play. Then a month later, I have to find out myself that as it turns out, there were some hard feelings involved and I'm not generalizing. I'm just giving you an example that that is a person who manages a team of 10 people, okay, who does everything to avoid responsibility, personal responsibility, as not like, you know, any liability for the actions of the team, but instead just looks for a scapegoat and looks for people to blame, all right? To me, those two are not good values in a manager or a leader of any sort whatsoever but hey you uh you tell me what you think um but hey never mind so you know so hard feelings or not um decisions been made nothing we can do you know like i said decisions been made ages ago nothing we can do now um because we don't like you whatever um uh, fine uh so so then I say to my employer, I say, look, okay, let's, let's, let's work it out ourselves, all right? We don't need them to put me on the furlough because a few days later, as it turned out, recruitment agencies are eligible too, all right? Fine, cool, great. You put me on furlough, we, we, we leave your client out of it, great. Um, as it turned out, the... Agency contacted me today. There was nothing they can do because someone there don't know what they're talking about. So like I said, educate yourself. Before you make any phone calls, before you contact me and tell me that my life, which was already ruined a month ago, now is going to get significantly worse. All right. Because the money that I was hoping to get, as it turns out, I'm not going to get because you're not willing to submit my details over. All right. To me, that's beyond ridiculous and beyond inhumane. Um, just as is the fact that my employer's client, uh, the local authority, as far as I know, have let go 
every employee that were on probation or that just weren't on permanent placement due to obviously cuts in funding etc you know and so we have a little bit of a problem because we get a lot of people who were gonna get their permanent job as soon as their probation period ends you know as their like trial whatever um you get a lot of contractors who now are being told all sorts of ridiculous shit uh, by people who aren't qualified in the area to to advise on it, uh, especially not qualified enough to decide on whether or not I will have food in my fridge tomorrow uh, or in a week, you know. Absolutely ridiculous situation, absolute lack of competence, which is once again something I have zero respect for. Therefore, I am going to do everything I can to prove them wrong and to get my money. Because end of the day, let's make it clear, like I already said, it is my money. It is not Santa Claus money. It doesn't come from fucking UNICEF. None of that, all right? It's my hard-earned money that I have paid in form of taxes to this government for the past almost nine years, all right? So it's only fair that in the times of crisis when you tell me to stay home and not go out and you close all the businesses, I think it's only fair that in a time like this I get some of that hard-earned money back. And I don't know, am I right about it? Am I wrong? Tell me what you think. Um, please do leave a comment. Um, if you disagree, um, I want you to prove me wrong again. I don't know if I'm right about this. The way I see it is I should get it. The way I see it is if you've been a contractor before... 28th of February. Truth is, to me, the way I understand it is, even if they hired you on a 20th of March, right, or 23rd is when the lockdown started, okay, even if they hired you on a 23rd of March, what are you fucking supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? If they're going to tell you, well, I'm sorry, but you're not eligible, okay. So, so it is 19th of March, fine. I was employed way before 19th of March. And my contract lasted until 31st of March. So, there you go. And I'm going to leave it there, uh, because that's all I wanted to talk about. I'm pretty pissed off about this thing, uh, because end of the day, like I said, and like I said it weeks ago, I want to get back to work, all right? I want to get back to work. I want to get back to doing what I'm good at, all right? I'm an accountant. I want to get back to accounting. That's my day job. Um, and that will only happen if the businesses reopen, all right, if, if the economy reopens, uh, because otherwise, what am I, who am I going to work for, you know, and until then, I need to get at least 80% of what I would normally earn, which is already a serious sacrifice, all right, it's a serious sacrifice that I was totally not prepared for. I have people depending on me, all right? I have people who, who I do help out. 
you know, being funny or not, I have fucking squirrels in my garden. I have medical bills, all right? I have bills to pay. And the 80%, which I was told for the past five weeks, I would get, I wanted. And I'm going to leave it on that note. And yeah, again, tell me what you think. I might be wrong, but I might as well be right. And if by any chance you're a uh, employment solicitor uh, and you're listening to this, please uh, do let me know what you think. Do reach out. Maybe, uh, maybe I have some grounds for, like I said, not only the furlough, but also unfair dismissal. And to be very honest with you, I want my job. I, I don't know if I want my job back, the, that particular one, but I want to get back to work. Until then, I want to get my 80%. One more thing I almost forgot. Um, to all the contractors, uh, all the temporary workers out there. All right. If your employer decides to put you on furlough, it will not cost them anything. In other words, it will cost them nothing. The government will pay for it. Therefore, other than a few minutes of their precious time, which would take them to submit your application, it's not going to cost them a thing. Okay. Therefore, there is no reason whatsoever as to why they would not put you on that scheme. And on that note, I'm going to leave it for now. And until the next time, <laughs> yeah.